shut mine off and then it'll uh, yeah you guys are going neutral there and i'm recording this you guys hear me yeah okay i think I've, i think I, on my end i'm i'm about as good as good? i can get yeah okay then i'm gonna go over here and hit my uh i'm 100 there okay all righty this is my friend mike popovich freedom ministries i love it yeah it's the name it's got you being free just the freedom ministries and i he's my friend for life i love him i appreciate his ministry and i appreciate him sharing with this group some nuggets every time he comes on i have people comment about it in a very very positive way so mike if you share what yeah. you want to for tonight and i really do appreciate you yeah thanks doc i appreciate it and so i thought we'd have a little fun um talking about uh, the temple system and it'll really help i think when you guys are starting to look at scriptures i know this is the quantum group and uh zerubbabel in zachariah one says it's not by power by might now if you we'll kind of dig into that a little bit but he's talking about the physical covenant i can show you that where when a man and woman come together and the physical seed is released released there's no more effort like ladies you know if you have kids or grandkids there's not much else you can do it's by the spirit it comes and gives birth to god wrapped in humanity which is crazy and uh, the new testament says as, as much glory as that covenant had the holy place where you see i'll kind of walk you through that how much more is the spiritual covenant and if you i'll, I'll kind of talk about um, in the holy place you're gonna have three pieces of furniture in the holiest of holies you have three pieces of furniture the exact replica in the spirit of what you do in the physical and when you get that now you understand quantum prayer so can i just talk about that real quick doc it'll oh, really absolutely. i'm excited about this yeah I'm excited. <laughs> it's quite humorous actually because the hebrews they talked um, they certainly didn't have all of the technology and physiology that we had, but they were brilliant in their scriptures. You know, thousands of years ago, they used very easy symbolism that people could understand, where you think about the intimacy of a husband and wife coming together, and all of a sudden it gives birth to creation, like how powerful that had to be to their imagery. And uh, and then they said, you know what, the, the, the second covenant, the holiest of holies, is a spiritual covenant which is an exact replica of the physical so let's if some of you guys remember the the picture of the the temple you have the sea where the gentiles were and then you have a beautiful you have a, a gate a, a two-leafed gate and then it says it's the women's court i don't know if you guys remember that but it's the women's court and then there's another two-leafed gate where the blood the laver and the altar of incense are in the holy place right and then in Revelation, we see it says, come on up further. And then they would go up the steps and they go into the holiest of holies, exact replica. Let me explain this. So this is where they wrote, but once you get it, they get it. So the outer court is where the Gentiles could be. And it's talking about physical covenant, physical creation. So covenant is when two things are joined together, it creates, right? Bound together. So it's going to, when a husband and woman are bound together, it creates. And when you're when you do something in the spiritual, when your heart and mind are in, in creation together, it produces something. So think of the imagery here. So you've got the Gentiles or the outer court. 
It's where we get the word gentilia, reproductive organs of man and woman, right? And then it says this, it says, the man comes into the woman's court and he enters into the two-leaved gate of the woman with the golden lampstand. And in, in Zechariah, it's really interesting because it says, if you go read Zechariah 4.1 again, you'll get the imagery completely. It says, you know what? There's this branch. There's this golden branch or a piece of wood. It's a golden wood. It's, it's male genitalia, basically, is what it's saying. It's male wood. And at the very top, there's glistening, warm wax of oil. You can get all the imagery of it when you go read back to Zechariah 4.1. It's really interesting. And it says, and at the top of the, the lampstands, there's, there's a fountain that literally pours out. And then the, the narrative goes, Zerubbabel, do you know what that is? He goes, no, I don't know. And he says, oh, it's the golden lampstand with two olives on the side of it. So get the imagery here, guys, right? And at the top of the lampstands is this glistening oil that drops drops of blood. Wine was the life of the spirit. It drops drops of life and mixes with the water and the blood in the two-leaf gate of the woman. And the spirit brings forth physical creation into the sea. So here we are. We're standing out here in, in the spirit. You getting the imagery? You can get all of it when you understand it. This is how the Hebrews wrote. So you go, the sun rises on the east. He enters into the woman's court. He enters into the two-leaf two gates of the woman. The golden lampstand. How many, you guys remember how many uh, branches were on the, the golden lampstand? Seven. So he says seven is always the number of completion, right? After your completion is rest, the sabbat. So it says after the, after the man entered to the woman and the glistening oil came out of the top of the stand, he rested. And what came out is physical creation. And then he says this, he says, uh, come up a little further, as much glory as physical creation is, the spiritual creation is even better. So you're going to have the exact same imagery in, this, in the uh, in the holiest of holies. So what do you have there? You, you have Aaron's rod. You don't have a man's physical part. You have Aaron's rod, the spiritual rod that gives birth, right? So it's almonds come out of it, right? <clears throat> you have the golden altar of incense, which Revelation tells us that's the prayer of man that goes up before me and it's a sweet fragrance where I'm face to face with God himself in the holiest of holies. You getting all the imagery here? It's exactly the same. And so, <clears throat> and then you have the golden pot where it's manna from heaven. So let's go back to the original, the, the holy place. So the golden lampstand comes in. It's, it's the uh, intimacy of a man and a woman. And at the very top is oil comes out at completion and mixes the drops of life, which was blood. It was just drops of life. And there's unleavened bread there. But when that drops of life hits the leavened bread, what does the bread do? It becomes show bread. Ladies, all of a sudden you start to show, don't you? The bread starts to rise. And it rises up and you start to show it becomes show bread. It's no longer unleavened bread. It's actually fertile bread and it starts to rise and you begin wow. to show. And that full creation, we create out of your womb, it says out of your side. And now you're a human creation. You're dry ground in the middle of the spirit in the sea. 
It's the exact same imagery as the New Testament. So this, our prayers are the, the, the incense that comes into the holiest of holies. It's Aaron's rod that buds, and it produces manna from heaven. The bread, the physical creation, comes, and it's not by power, it's by might, it's by my spirit, says Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel is really interesting because Zerub, Zerab, literally, <clears throat> um, Zerab, if you look at it, if you look at Zerubbabel, let's say from Zerab and Babel, Zerab says, literally says, the flow of warm wax, you can totally get the imagery, of the anointing is Babel, it's from Balal, of the anointing. So it's the flow of warm wax in physical intimacy of the anointing. It creates in the womb of a woman. All of a sudden, the bread starts to show and it creates. Same thing, our prayer, it says, is the golden altar of incense that mixes with Aaron's rod and brings manna from heaven. So what we do in the spiritual literally gives birth to anything we want in the physical, not by our power, not by might. And what he's trying to show you is if you get physical creation, guys, you're going to get spiritual creation prayer. Fair enough? So what are the two things that need to agree? Where it says two or three, three agree on earth, two men and women come into a covenant, you get physical creation. Two or three need to agree in the spirit, our heart and mind. So you get that imagery where Jacob's laying on a stone, right? And he sees messengers going above and below, heaven, heaven to earth. That's really the holiest of holies, where we, we those golden incense, that flow of prayer comes up into face to face with God. And he takes what we desire and he says, ah, you ask me anything, it will be established so your joy may be full. Just as joy of the physical creation, he goes, prayer should be just as joyful. It's not this agony and things. It's like, if you can get to understand physical creation, which the Hebrews could, they're going, that's what prayer is. You, you simply, you, any desire you could have, your joy is going to be overflowing. You simply bring it to me. You see yourself already doing it. And when you feel that joy of the act already complete, where you're visioning your prayer is already done, now you just rest. Because it's not by your power or might. My spirit's going to bring it to pass. You're going to see manna from heaven. Now, let me just share a, a real quick, this a cool testimony. I shared it this weekend, so if you already listened to this. But um, this was really cool. A guys, this is what I love what Doc's doing here with all this teaching, is uh, this, this young kid got a hold of this. And so I want to show you how simple this is. So what do we need to agree on? Prayer in the New Testament, as as Doc's taught you well, is we don't ask God for things. It's receiving anything that we've already had. He says, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. So there's nothing that we lack. All we're doing is agreeing to go, you know what? I think I'll choose this seed today. I'd like to see myself having this much money. I'd like to see myself having this health. I'd like to see my relationships look like this. And you feel the joy that you experience it. I like to create a little image in my mind of me already enjoying it. That is a spiritual seed that's cast out of you. And just like a physical seed in a woman, it is going to produce the end result. So listen to this. This is kind of cool. And then we'll open up to whatever you want, doctors. So this is fun. So this young kid, Caleb, he says, um, I have so much to say. Uh, a while back, after reflecting more on Jesus' words, ask me anything in my name. I started to see my world in a new light, really, really seeing things that all things are possible. I realized I've been living in a narrow crevice of my whole life. Once I began to see that I could move mountains, I suddenly saw how vast the possibilities of life are. I'm actually on a mountaintop, not in a hole in the ground. 
it's almost scary that I could ask for big things and actually get them. So it says, I started to put this into practice. Three testimonies starting small. And these are all really fun. My wife and I needed to move out of our place and we had to get a new place. We saw lots of places we didn't like and when we did, we contacted the manager of the house we liked, but they didn't get back to us. So during that time, what is he doing? He's planting spiritual seeds. He's coming intimate with his desire. So he says, I just imagine being in that house, being in that neighborhood. I could see myself walking around and enjoying the neighborhood. So in his mind, he's just simply seeing himself already in that house in that neighborhood. About a month later, they finally got back to us and we applied and we were approved the same day. Easy. Now, we moved in and so we were looking at furniture and we love antiques. There was a super nice dresser and mirror that would have been several thousand dollars brand new, but it was being sold for $200. So we contacted the seller. They said, someone's already coming to get it. So I took five minutes. I settled myself down. I sat in my bedroom and I enjoyed it. It was already in my bedroom. After about an hour, I told my wife, contact, contact them again. And boom, they sold it to us. Now it's in our house. So easy, he said. Lastly, I love playing piano. I was thinking of getting a small piano for our house, maybe even an electric keyboard. But I thought, you know what? That's total compromise. Because I couldn't imagine getting a, a, a real piano. Cue the new prayer practice. So what he's been learning from what Doc's teaching you guys. The last four days, I've just imagined playing on a grand piano in the evenings. So in his imagination, right, he's in the holiest of holies. He's seen himself as already enjoying it. <clears throat> Letting the music flow out through me in the spirit as I love to do. Then yesterday, I casually scrolled through Facebook Marketplace and I saw a baby grand piano being sold nearby. I told my wife, I want to go play it. She said, we can't afford that. So we had a little argument. Mild, just kind of joking. <laughs> I told her, look, I even believe we can get that piano for free. You can choose any seat. Any seed will return, right? So we ended up to go check out, check it out. It definitely needed some tuning in TLC, but it sounded amazing. And you know what? It was a full grand, six foot long, not a baby grand as they had actually put in the advertisement. And while I was playing it, the guy who owned it said, look, just take it for free. You'll be doing us a favor because I don't want to move it. Wow. I'm still just dazed that all I did was enjoy and immerse myself in the picture of playing a grand piano in my living room. And now I have one, just like that. Incredibly easy. That's prayer, guys. That's quantum. Choose any seed, just like physical intimacy, when it gives you that joy, when you when you can kind of feel yourself enjoying it, just go to sleep. You've created a physical seed that you can't bring it back. It's coming to you whether you like it or not. It's coming. Just like ladies, when you're when that seed goes into you, you're gonna show it right? The showbread. Same thing. You do that in the spirit, you enjoy it as if it's already real, it'll show up. I love it. The showbread. Show. That's what it means. Bread. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I love that. That's, low, that's a great image. And all of a sudden the woman starts to show. Show. Yeah. Right? Pretty cool. I love it. I heard that story, you know, before with you. Yeah. And it just, I'm just excited again to hear it. It's just exciting. I mean, it's encouraging. It's because it's so easy, right? What, so he's just blind faith, young kid, just going, does this stuff really work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's You guys awesome. have some questions for him? Yeah, sure. If you have any questions or I can go through idea what he really wants. The so. image of the birth. I think he's just 
So I have a question. Fantastic. Yeah, sure. Mike, first of all, let me say I, I just met you on this Tuesday night thing a little while ago. Okay. And have been listening to your YouTube stuff and enjoying it so very much. Uh, it keeps me company on the way to work and on the way back. I've just enjoyed all the things you've had to say and just, it's like, I, it's like I've been looking for your teaching all my life. In fact, yes. that's what I want to ask about. In my younger Christianity, I had exposure to some of these teachings, but my religious background system rejected them because that was, of course, things that were taught by the new age. And of course, if they teach it, it has to be wrong. But I think basically they just kind of, uh, they've done better than we have with, with, with what is truth. For sure. And so my, my question to you is, did you ever struggle with that? And how did you overcome it? Because I, I find if I have any resistance, it's on that plane. It's, it's in that department. Not yeah. that I don't believe it's true. I do believe it's true. It's just that some part of me in my religious background still still has, it still fights me against it. Yeah, for sure. I think we all go through it. Um, and uh, you know, what's interesting though is, is um, you know, Apostle Paul, if you, if you do a quick word search, See how many times he says this mystery that's been revealed to me. It's mystical, right? It's a spiritual truth. So I think, and Doc can comment on this too, but I think, um, I think when people don't understand something, the natural tendency is just to don't go there because we don't understand it. It's scary, right? <clears throat> Whereas it's beautiful. It's actually a beautiful thing. And uh, so, yeah, I think, I think that's quite natural. Um, and uh, and part of it too was, as Doc knows, is we've got a translation of a translation of a translation. The Eastern thought was very um, meaningful. What does it mean? And when it was really translated into Greek, all of a sudden we get this Western language, and we all grew up with Western thought, which is logical, right? Logic, physical timelines, and they were talking about mystery, and they were talking about these beautiful eternal truths, and so they wrote in imagery. But probably like you, we were all taught it's literal. And so I, I like to tell people, I go, it's, it's, a, it's a true story of eternal truths of allegories. They taught in story because before, the, before it was actually written, as, as Doc knows, Hebrew was a spoken language. It was all imagery. There was nothing written because the, most of the population was illiterate. They couldn't read. So they had 22 letters that were symbols. There was this beautiful, oh, I know what they're saying when they would say pictures of things. So they could tell biblical stories by pictures. So like, um, for instance, like uh, when it says the angel, like in, in Zechariah, where it says, hey, uh, do you not know what this is? And he's showing him, he's showing a male reproductive part, right? It's like, there's this golden lampstand with two olive oils on it. You don't get this. And then he says, uh, it's a messenger of the Lord that speaks and that's where it speak is Davar so it's a and Davar so they get the pictures of this so Davar is Dilet Bet Resh so here's literally what it means he goes Dilet is the door of the covenant of a son that speaks so what he's talking about is so I'm talking about a golden lampstand goes into the woman and the door of the door is the this physical covenant the door of the covenant that speaks when when a male seed goes into a woman it speaks it's a command so they got the imagery of it we don't we just like we see the messenger speaks and we think oh he's talking 
no, no. He's talking about a physical thing in the secret place where it comes out of a man and it, it speaks. It's the doorway of the covenant from a man. And it's the dam of the, it, literally, if you go look at it, it's the water dam of the head of the male part. Now they got the imagery. We miss it because we take it in English, right? And so they they taught easy stuff. You know, they, everybody understands this. They're going, okay, it's physical, physical intimacy. Wow, really? Prayer is as good as that? Oh, I'm in God, right? I think the problem is this, that we never heard it that way before. I know, because we were we were just taught English, right? Yeah. So it was a little Greek, but uh, I always try to go to the Hebrew. So even in the Greek, I try to go to the Hebrew because in my opinion, I think the original New Testament was actually Aramaic, which is very similar to Greek, to Hebrew, translated to Greek. And I think where we got, really, we lost a lot of the beauty and the imagery of it is when it went to Western thought, because it was a Western language, because the Greeks demanded knowledge. Yeah. And the East was, no, we want to know what it means. What do you mean, right? Ah, I get it. Okay, the doorway of the covenant of a man. When that seed is released into the woman from the golden lampstand and mixes with the blood, all of a sudden she starts to show. Right? So I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah, of course, because I'm trying to get my brain to be non, not so Western. <laughs> we need to start all over again. Yeah, yeah. It's so easy a kid can do it. And kids have vivid imaginations. They yeah. just imagine things, right? Yeah. Wow. And what's fascinating is, is, Doc, you and I have talked about this before. The Hebrew word for a potter, like a potter shapes clay, is imagination. <laughs> and it's yatsar. It's yad zad resh. And so here's literally what it says. It says, uh, what you do, the power of God or the finished work is yad, is the completed work. And there's a picture of a hand. It's like a the power of God to do work, right? It says the power of God, Zod, pulls towards you and brings you the harvest of what you do in your head. So it says the imagination, what you do in the holiest of holies, forms your entire physical world and draws everything it needs to you without any effort on your own. They understood it. Like this kid, he says, you know what? All I need to do is see myself imagining, feeling the joy of me, playing the piano I don't have any money for this and the scripture says come buy with no money you can receive anything right come buy with no money come purchase what's already yours because you're a joint heir I go slaves work for things sons inherit right very good this is so powerful that help you yes sir thanks yeah, and, and I'm a little slower than most. I'm a Polish kid from Iowa, so if I can do it, I know you can do it. <laughs> I, I have a question, Mike. Yeah, sure. Where where did you study to understand Hebrew? Um, kind of self-taught, to be honest with you. Um, there's some great resources you can, like if you go to uh, Hebrew, the number four, Christians.com. Oh. Hebrewforchristians.com. Every Hebrew letter has an picture or an image what it means right mm -hmm. and it also has a number so we see numbers all through scripture and so numbers should immediately tell you well it's not a literal number what does it mean right, right? and so yeah once you get the hang of it it's actually quite easy because every hebrew word is like two or three letters the root and then everything after that is just variations of it 
So it's so what I like to do is if you go to biblehub.com, you can click on what's called interlinear. Um, yes. Should I show them that doc? You want, want me to show them real quick? Like Zachary? Yes, please do. Uh, if you can give me right, let me see if I can share my screen. I figure out how um, to do this. You can do uh, make me the um, co-host. How do I do that? So if you go, if you click on participants at the bottom, okay, it'll uh, screen will show up on your right there. And then, uh, then click on me, and it'll say more. You uh, should be able to make uh, me the co-host. More. Co yeah. And then I can make you co-host. Yeah. Then I can share my screen. I'll just show you. Like an example of Zerubbabel. Okay. There you go. You All right. Cool. Let me pull it up real quick. All right. So here's how fun it is, guys, when you when you get the hang of this. Um, okay, here we go. Just tell me when you can see it. Right. We're good. I got it. I see it. That's good. All right. So the vision of the lampstand and olive trees. All right. So uh, let me move this over here so I can actually see what I'm doing. So where, where I'm at right now, guys, is if you go to Strong's BSB, okay? If you go into Bible, Strong's BSB, because all that allows you to do is you can hover over a word and it'll tell you what it is in Greek or Hebrew. Oh, oh okay. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Wow. That's a Bible hub. Yeah, so biblehub.com. Mm -hmm. And then you can just go to, you know, anywhere you want to go right here, right? Wow. But then I like to go to Strong's BSB because it allows you to, it gives you the Strong's Concordance as well as the Berean Study Bible. So that's what okay. that means. Okay. So here's, now watch this. This is kind of cool. So you can click on the angel is a messenger who was speaking to speak. And this is where if you click on it, it's really interesting. Now, this is where once you get the hang of the Hebrew letters, you'll get Devar. So it's Delet, Bet, Resh. And they read from right to left. Yes. So Delet is the doorway. Delet is the Hebrew letter Delet. And it literally is the, the opening that controls the physical covenant. Now, what do you think that is? Right? Wow. It's a male part, right? When a male seed goes out, it's a command. The woman is submissive and it gives birth. So it's the opening that, that controls the covenant of flesh of sons. Bet Resh is Bar, son, like Simon Bar Jonah, son of Jonah, right? So this is where you got to see the imagery of all this. So a messenger from the covenant of man, the doorway of the covenant of man, returned to me, was returned to me and woke me, roused myself, I rose myself as a man is aroused from rest. So what does he see? I see a, gal a solid gold lampstand. I replied with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it. This is where it gets fun. So you see a bowl. It'll say a fountain. I see a fountain. And at the very top, and it literally says head, I see a head with a fountain on it. Catch the imagery here, guys. Right? I see a head. Now, gold was always divinity. So it's the seven branched lampstand. So branch is always wood, branches, twigs, uh, trees of righteousness is always humanity. Anytime you see wood, it's always imagery of man, right? Mm -hmm. So he says, I see a, a branch, a gold lamp, seven branch lampstand, and it's a fountain. And at the top, there's seven lamps on it, right? Which is really interesting. So if you, if you get into lamp, 
you can click on these and you'll you'll find all the imagery and they'll say a glistening at the top <laughs> a glistening a burner now when men and women are in intimacy don't aren't you burning with passion there's a glistening at the top of the fountain right and the seven spouts to the lamps there's also two olive trees before it so olives it says either an olive tree or an olive now the olive tree produces olive oil produce the oil from this fountain right forget the imagery i see a golden branch with two male parts olives next to it on the right side of the bowl and on the other on the left what are these my lord the angel said speaking to me you don't know what this is <laughs> He says, no, so no to me. This is the Dabar. This is the Dilet Betresh. This is the door that controls the covenant of sons. Physical intimacy, right? Which is, which produces as Yahweh to Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel, you can go look into it, from Zerub and Babel. So this is just how I do it. It's fun. <coughs> so look on Zerub. And it'll say uh, a primitive root to flow away as warm wax or wax warm. So it's a combination of a flow of warm wax. And then from Babel, it'll say from Bilal, if you go look at it, to mingle together this flow of warm wax. And it'll actually say anointing, to anoint. So that golden lamp stand with the two olive oils and at the very top there's glistening and it's a warm wax of anointing that flows out into the holy place through the gate of the woman and there's shouts of joy right and then it says it says not by your power nor by my but by my spirit of the lord of hosts and then it's, it's really interesting. It says, what are you, O great mountain? And mountain is the Hebrew har, and hay is, the, is grace, to behold the grace of the head of a man. Resh, that's the, the Hebrew letter resh. So it says, behold the head of a man, that grace, it's not by power, but might, it's simply by the spirit of the Lord from that rising up of the map, the mountain, right? And then it says, uh, uh, before Zerubbabel, you'll become a plane. Then it'll bring forth the capstone accompanied by shouts of grace, grace to it. So he's talking about physical intimacy. Then you get the temple imagery where you got the Gentiles, the Gentilia, enter into the woman's gate, the two-leaf gate of a woman. You can, see, you can get the imagery of a woman. And that golden lampstand that produces warm wax of oil drops drops of blood it's the wine of the grapes drops of life and the bread starts to rise you get physical creation you'll get spiritual creation that's the, that's the holy place and the holiest of holies cool Amazing. that is outstanding that's it now exactly. you really want to get crazy I'll do that over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> ah, ah. If you go look at the Ark of the Covenant, where Noah's Ark, go read it again, guys. Here's what it says. It says, just like the physical creation, it says, there was a spirit that hovered over 
the waters below. The waters above plus the waters below. So the male part has waters above and the female has waters below. And the waters below started to rise, which started to get the male excited. And seeds of life came out of the male and dropped it into the female. And then it says this, the waters of the female that came every month subsided for 10 months, ladies. Wow. And at the 10th month, a head of a man came out of you. That's Noah. You go read it. It's exactly what it says. Wow. Wow. And 40, the 40 days and 40 nights, 40 in Hebrew was a was a woman's womb. So when a woman is having her period, there's waters below. And it says, the dove took a branch, it's wood, with fresh oil in it, olives in it, and it entered into the entrance of the box below, the woman below. You look at the, remember the story of the ark? There's only one entrance. So yeah. the, the fresh branch with, with the olives entered into the woman below and her period stopped. The water ceased for 10 months. Mm. Wow. And, after, and in the 10th month, a head of a man came out of the woman. <laughs> It's all imagery. I'm telling you, the whole thing's imagery. Wow. And they got it, right? <laughs> well, we need to get it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I, we could go on and on, but every story, if you go dig into it, it's the exact same story. If you get physical creation, you'll get spiritual creation. If the holy, if the first place, the holy covenant was good, the physical covenant of, of a man and woman together, oh, baby, of what Paul says, how much more is the second covenant. You can create any desire you want, guys. Well, I tell you what, we need to have all of our people on this call on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. On Wednesday, we're going to have, you know, Dennis back. Yeah. He's available Wednesday. And, but Mike, I, I am beyond grateful that you shared these imagery truths. We'll call them imagery truths. It's a good title for a book. Yeah. Imagery, imagery truths. The new, that's your new book. Yeah, I don't write those, so somebody else will have to write it. But that's, I like the I like title. Talk. Isn't that a good title? <laughs> imagery truths. Yeah. Well, hopefully that helps, guys, but it's sim that simple. So what do we do in quantum? Male and female come together in union. The seed is cast. There's not by power by might. Physical creation comes. Ah, the holiest of holies works the same way. It says, when we pray, feel the joy of the prayer already answered. It says, those that incense, that golden altar of incense that's moved into the holiest of holies is the prayers of men, is what it says. And the rod of Aaron mixes within the holiest of holies and out comes physical creation the bread of the manna from heaven so it really is what what what's the what's your dream what's your desire and it can be anything guys it's limitless is what it says so it's as simple as this i doc knows i shared an, another testimony where this guy said you know what i've been listening to this and uh i didn't like what my bank account said all right what do you want and he was bold he said i'm gonna multiply my bank account by 70. yeah it's pretty good right and then in there, Doc, you know, as he started laughing, he goes, dang it, I should have added a zero. Yeah. I realized it worked, right? 
And so all he did, he tried, didn't try to figure it out. Just like ladies, you, I know it's, you can't figure it out. It's like the greatest mystery in the world. I, I'm sure I've never experienced birth out of my womb like you guys have. But I can't imagine you sitting there with that baby going, this is an act of God. It can be nothing else. Like all of a sudden this living creature comes out of your womb. Like, are you kidding me? How beautiful is that, right? But we get the same imagery where it says, take the, take the desire of your heart. You don't like your income? Choose a different outcome. See the end as if it's already done. That is a sweet aroma to God. Just like physical intimacy is a sweet offering is what it says. There's a sweet offering in that physical covenant of the seed of a man into a woman. It says, that is a beautiful smell to the Lord. And he takes that and he goes, I see it as already done. Now you just rest because I will bring it to pass. Not by any of your own physical power. So all that guy did is he started to see himself. He goes, I would, I would imagine myself up where I'm, I would open my bank account. He's doing this in his mind and seeing 70 times his income. And he goes, he wrote gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. He felt the joy and the pleasure of, of physical intimacy. Like, what would that feel like if you really had 70 times your income? And you create a picture as if it's already done. Just believe you have received it, past tense. I already have this. And you will. And he said, I did it and did it. And I threw, through events that he couldn't have done. He, he had a rental house that he didn't even know about. And uh, all of a sudden he re realized that, like the income had gone up so much. He bought and sold it. And he goes, here's the kicker. When I sold it, it was 70 times plus 3,000 of what I wrote down. You will always do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you put the request down. And then another guy say, I shared last week, he called me, I think last Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, he was broke, broke, broke. He goes, when I say broke, nothing. I did every credit card was maxed. I'd lost my job. I've got nine mouths to feed in my house. I have $126,000 in IRS debt. I got nothing. So we started to see, he and his wife started to see, what would it feel like? They started to feel the joy of intimate prayer. What would it feel like if all of this was taken care of? And they would just wake up and do it for a few minutes. And before they went to bed, they would they would see themselves talking to each other going, isn't it awesome that all this is taken care of? It feels so good that just money flows into us easily. Now, here's, here's what's really wild. Doc's heard this. Um, he goes, I started to do it. And then a friend that I hadn't talked to for 15 years reached out. Now, why did he reach out? Because that is a seed that draws anything it needs if it takes a billion people to bring that past in your life no problem it's the seed of god god can make anything happen so he he urges this guy who he hasn't talked to for 15 years to call him hey james james woods is his name say james man what you doing he's like well he's kind of shared his story he goes you know what i'm going to give you thirty thousand dollars cash so you can live for the next month or two and i'm going to pay off your hundred twenty six thousand dollars debt so he just received 156,000 right there, <laughs> ah, right? And then he goes, he goes, as you know, 2020 was COVID, like everything's crazy and nobody's hiring. And you know, so he goes, I didn't care. I just continued to see myself prospering where money flowed into me easily, freely. And then he said, I'm just doing my taxes. And he goes, I didn't do anything. Money came to me in the craziest ways. And I'm going to show over $150,000 of income on my tax bill this year. Wow. Not working. So 150 <laughs> plus 156, uh, what is that? 300 something. Yeah. 
306, 306, right? Something like that. Yes. All by the divine seed in his mind. We want you to know that we, since we have been listening to you, we are not just hearers. We, we want to be doers of <laughs> the word. So we've been says, praying, but they're yeah. not little things. They're really big things we're praying for. Oh, great. Because, it, it, you know, to God, there's no miracle. It's like the size of it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like God's going, really? Okay. That's all you want? Oh, sure. Right? <laughs> so add a zero is what I always tell people. Usually when people talk to me, I go, add two zeros to that. Well, what do you mean? Like, why not? You you can have anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you need something simple, just see something simple like you're doing. It's like, if you see, if you see something like, um, oh, guys, once you do it, it's effortless. It's really, it's really wild. We have a piano story too. It's like, my wife likes to play. And so our last house we sold, they wanted the baby grand piano. So we're like, all right. So we're in our new place. And uh, so we're kind of looking and we're like, oh, we desired a baby grand piano. This is how simple it actually is. So we weren't looking, we didn't look on Facebook, we didn't have that. We just had a desire. And the desire is of the fathers, Latin for the seed of the fathers in you. So when you have a desire, all we need to do is go, yes, Lord, I have that. Any desire. So if there's something that springs up in you, whether it's money, relational, health, Ah, oh, thank you, Father. Is God trying to express Himself? Psalm 37, 4 says, I've given you a seed in your heart, the desire of your heart. You just say yes, and I'll bring it to pass. Right? It says, roll it over to me, commit it to me, trust in me, and I'll do it. So this is the craziest thing. Colorado, in fact, we got like three inches of snow today. We get snow at weird times in Colorado. It's snowy on a Sunday night. We're just kind of hanging out, and I get this call. And uh, he goes, hey... I know some friends in Commerce City, Colorado, so City Arts out of Denver. They're shutting down their music store. They need to get this stuff off the floor tomorrow because the IRS is coming. That's what he told me. <laughs> so uh, he goes, they need to get their inventory out of here. So it's like, do you want a baby grand piano? I'm like, oh yeah, but bro, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I want to spend how much you guys want to. So he told me this was years ago, and he goes, so it's thirteen thousand dollars. Never been played. It's on the floor. And I was like, bro, oh, no, I, 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 don't, I don't want it that bad. You know? <laughs> and he's like, just give me any number. So I said, well, you know what? I'll give you 2,500 bucks for it if you deliver it. Because it costs money to deliver a baby grand piano. It's actually a grand piano, not a baby grand. And I hear this discussion. And he goes, dude, done. Can we bring it tonight? I'm like, yeah, sure. I said, can you send me a picture? So... He sends me a picture and I grab my phone. I, I show it to my wife. I go, we just bought this. She's like, what? The fuck? What are you talking about? And so then her sister, who's sitting right next to her, says, what? We want a piano because Christina plays. Her daughter plays. And she goes, ask him if he's got another one. So I call him up. He's like, Andy, my sister-in-law is here. Do you want another? Do you have another piano? She goes, yeah, we do. But it's, it's mahogany color. I said, well, send me a picture. So I send it, I show it to Beth, Barb's sister, and she goes, I'll buy it. So they delivered two pianos that night, and it was simply a desire. So we bought a piano wow. five times less than what it was worth just because we had a desire. Wow. That's how simple it is. You have a desire now, go to sleep, it'll come to you. Just with expectancy, look for it, it'll come. Wow. Fair enough, Doc. How's that? I love it. I just, I just love it. I got to run here shortly, so uh, love hey, you. Y'all got any other questions for him? So he knows the answer. Don't ask me. <laughs> I don't know the answer, but I know how to get you 
you know the app. Here's what it says. Everybody shall know me from the least to the greatest because yeah. I have it on your heart, right? The We're just with me to help you to help you come into who you've always been, which is a child of God. Well, we're gonna close it down in just a moment. You want to ask him a, something, Gene? Uh, One quick thing: the, from a practical standpoint, I, what I heard you say is basically that they were beginning and ending their day with this. It seems like you you uh, sort of put a little a little bit of emphasis on the idea of thinking these things and letting them happen in yeah. your mind and then going to sleep. Yeah. So that it's sort of you're drifting off to sleep with this idea in, yep. a, as a reality. For sure. You know, there's, it's not coincidence that you see the first act of creation where Adam goes to sleep, right? Whereas sleep, we naturally go into the subconscious where we're not in the physical mind because the, the spiritual is, this is all done in the spiritual, right? And that's why he says, I give to my beloved in your sleep because you're not resisting anything with your physical eyes. You're just in sleep. So the best time, this is where science really comes in, as Doc knows, is the best time is when your body's going through this alpha theta where you're you're almost in sleep but not really at that time like right before you go to sleep and right when you wake up you can tell your heart anything and go i am this that's the time to do the i ams going i am wealthy i'm abundant it feels so good that all my relationships work it feels so great that health abundance everything flows to me freely i'll go to sleep and right when you wake up, you're still in that alpha theta state too, where you can tell your heart anything. Now you can do it through the day, but it takes a little more time to quiet yourself down. Yes. So those are key times that it just makes it easier. Wonderful. Fair enough? Thank you so much. Fair enough. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, God Thank bless you. you guys. I got to run, Doc. So hopefully Thank you. Helpful. You are the very best. Oh, you know what? I got to make you the host again. Hold on. Yeah. Because I, I want to record this. Yeah. I want to be sure to record it. Where are you? More. Uh, make host. There you go. I would have shut you all down. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm going to save that. You got save it? To, to get it. Uh, you should be hosted. You should get a message that says you're the host. I saw uh, it. You saw it? I yes. saw it. <laughs> okay. God bless. I do have to run. Hope that God helps, guys. Like, thank you. Thank you so much. We love you, man. Yeah. Nobody likes you. you. Nobody. All right, guys. What do y'all think about this? Fantastic. I mean, you know, I've always, I've always believed it partly, partly, but like I say, I had the resistance of my religiosity. But when you think of it from the standpoint of sonship and inheritance, it takes away that that obligation of, of uh, you know, correcting the correcting the new age. They, yeah. they were smarter about it than we were. It was our doctrine, and they took it and did something with it. Well, we were indoctrinated into uh, the Baptist Church for me. <laughs> yep. They didn't talk about any of this that we're no. tonight. No. In fact, the poorer you are, the spirit more spiritual you must be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the poor. Yeah. It's godly. We're miserable, and we love it. <laughs> <laughs> We love you guys. Thank you for being part of this ministry. It's your ministry. Just remember that. It's your ministry. We love you, Doc. Love you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Doc. Tell Janet how. All right. Good night. Good night.